My name is Dan, and I am weird. But I don't see weird as a bad thing, though. Being weird just means you march to the beat of a different drum. You don't fit that mold that society wants to shove you into. I'm out searching for people like me. The weirder, the better. This is my story. These are their stories. This is the power of weird. This episode of The Power of Weird is brought to you by the Rosemary Run novel series, published by Standards of Starlight Books. Follow the women of Rosemary Run, California, as they face the darkness hiding beneath their community's picturesque facade. The stakes are high, and the twists and turns will keep you on the edge of your seat when you read these emotional, pulse-pounding, domestic suspense novels with characters who always show up for each other when it counts. Find out more about the Rosemary Run series, as well as other Standards of Starlight novels at standardsofstarlight.com or by following the link in the description below. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Power of Weird. My name is Dan, and I'm your host. A little bit about me. I'm 37 years old. I'm 6 foot 7 inches tall. In my adult life, I've weighed as little as 295 pounds and as much as 640 pounds. I'm sometimes too smart for my own good, but at times in personal relationships, I'm also pretty clueless. (laughs) I've been a vegetarian since 2001, and I also don't drink coffee. I'm a sought-after brand designer and leadership coach and the co-founder of a lightsaber combat program. I'm also a dad to a great 17-year-old kid and a proud uncle to three nephews, 21, 18, and 9, and three nieces, 15, 14, and 12. What's probably more interesting about me, though, is that I'm an autistic entrepreneur and business professional. A book that I read in my early 20s changed my life forever. It was called The Secret of the Shadow by an author named Debbie Ford. In this book, Debbie talks about the things that we sometimes are embarrassed about ourselves, bringing them into the light and making them work for you. Creating your own special recipe with the ingredients that only you have to make a difference in your life and in the world. At this point in my life, I already knew I was weird, but I didn't know about my diagnosis. I've tried to accomplish the mission she set out for me in this book every day since. I'll leave a link to the book in this description below. Part of that mission was to make this podcast. Finding other people who are weird or different or who don't fit in and who are living their best lives because of it. Through interviewing them and telling their stories, I hope to learn more about myself and that everyone listening does the same. Today I sit down with Paris McKinney Jr., Paris is the mastermind behind the hit Extreme Experience Party Bus in the Nashville area, as well as the popular Nashville Shuttle Service. After serving in the Army as an airborne ranger and also spending time as a homeless person living on the streets of Nashville, Paris got a chance at a career in transportation and never looked back. You can find out how to contact Paris in the description below. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to The Power of Weird. I am very excited to have our special guest here today who is an entrepreneur, definitely a self-made man. He's freaking photogenic, too, which is so not even funny. Um, He is the mastermind behind the Extreme Experience Party Bus in the Nashville, Tennessee market, as well as the Nashville Shuttle. When you see something sparkly and blue driving around town, if you're in Nashville, it probably has something to do with him. Welcome to the show, Mr. Paris McKinney. How are you, man? It's good to see you. What's up? <laughs> What's up, man? Um, hey, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Sure, man. I'm glad to have you. Um, you know, we met, of course, when you were first doing your, um, you know, getting the party bus and everything set up. And you guys, man, it, you have really made that take off. Um, it, it's insane to see. I mean, it, it, I'm sure 
I, I'm sure you guys are going through lots of oil changes and wheels and tires <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Cause it seems like you're running yeah. constantly, man. Yeah. That's, that's um, can you hear me? Uh, I can. Yeah. Uh, we've been going pretty good, man. This, uh, can you hear me? I can. Yeah. You're good. Uh, yeah. It's been going pretty good. And this, um, it's, uh, it's been different, you know. I, I didn't realize how hard business was, but uh, <laughs> so first day you met us, you know, we was just mm-hmm. a deer in some headlights and just trying, like, right. You, know, you were just kind of giving us some good ideas and stuff. So, sure, uh, we, we, you know, I surround myself with a lot of good people, and I have an awesome, awesome team. Yeah, you definitely do. That's for sure. Everybody that I've met that works with you are, are 100% top-notch folks. I mean, you definitely have some talent there. Um, so it, it, it's unusual. I mean, now don't get me wrong. Everybody at one point when they're probably like half drunk and half asleep is like, I'm going to start a party bus, man. But not everybody actually pulls through to do that. I mean, what what was it that actually brought you to that? Because that, that's a bigger commitment than most people think, right? I mean, even just like buying a bus is, is a huge <laughs> commitment. What what brought you into that? Well, actually, I used to work for another company and, and uh, doing part-time work. And uh, okay, uh, they... Uh, Asked me, do I know how to drive? You know, do I have all my qualifications? Do I not? Can I drive a bus? I'm like, well, heck, I do it for a living. You know, for uh, uh, tractor trailers and stuff. So, sure, sure. Um, the day I met, uh, came to work, and um, I met this uh, lady. She was on there. It's the first time we ever met. You know, and she uh, says, "Your name Paris?" I said, "Yeah." Your name is Tiffany? She said, "Yeah." And we just took off and took a product that was. Hadn't been really marketed at all from the people who had it. Mm-hmm. And we just took and just sold it out, you know, every every weekend we went. And um, so we just started talking and it just went from there. But they that lady I was talking about, you know, her name is Tiffany, and that's my mm-hmm. wife. Um, she's behind all the marketing and all the mm-hmm. good pictures that y'all see. <laughs> uh, she's behind, behind all that. And that's that's my right hand man so yeah yeah she's heck of a lady man she's impressive too i mean both of you guys you're a good team yeah i mean it's like i said i mean it's kind of you know most people in the world have had that drunken thought or <laughs> you know of hey i'm gonna but i mean you guys are like i mean you guys are professionals you, you didn't just like fall into this you know butt backwards i mean you really made a plan and and you i mean you knew well you might not have totally known what you were getting into but you had a lot better idea than most people would right yeah you know you know, we try to have a plan A, plan B, plan C, but it seemed like we always went down to plan D and E. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we we had we had a good idea of what it was going to take to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the business side of it was the, was the hardest part. Um, she's good with the marketing part of it. She sure. she knew she was going to nail that one, but we just there was a lot of mistakes that we had made, but. It was a lot of thinking into it, and sometimes, and sometimes we overthought on a lot of things. I sure. mean, we'd be like, "Why? Why did we even thought of that?" You know, so it may be something simple, <laughs> and then by the time we got, you know, got done with it, it was, you know, it wasn't. It was just too thought of, you know. I got you. Yes, yeah, like over engineering is something yeah. I'm famous for. I get that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But so, just keeping it, just yeah. keeping it simple, though, man, and it's. Uh, um, the idea of it was to uh, have something fun. And the biggest thing that I preached the whole time was 
We're going to be personal. Right, you right. Know, we're going to be about the customer. Give them an experience. And we have done that. You know, um, 90% of the business now is coming from TikTok. Because we get on and we like to help them. <laughs> right, right. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, See, that's just, that's crazy to me. Now, one thing that has impressed me a lot with what you guys have been able to do, you started this right before COVID really became a thing, maybe a few months before, but as opposed to like running and hiding and shutting down, you guys have managed to be able to thrive through all of that, through the masks and the social distancing and everything else. I mean, how in an environment where like the whole thing is everybody is in a confined space together, <laughs> how are you guys able to, you know, take that and make it something that would thrive during such a difficult time? Yeah, well, so when we, uh, when the COVID stuff hit, we was going through the bills. So it really helped us because mm -hmm. it froze everybody else while we was able to make the bill. And so uh, gotcha. when uh, June 8th, when we launched, when June 8th, when we started getting going and kind of people getting to move around some, mm -hmm. um, of course, we had the mask up and we kept them mask up. Right. Um, you couldn't really do a lot of stuff because of the city. Um, and our bus would, is really, you know, I think it holds uh, 22. Sure. Uh, but we kept it, you know, we kept it down. We always keep it down. But when they was talking about eight people six people uh -huh. that gave us a chance to really find out what are we doing right and what are we doing wrong sure and then as it just kept on as things started loosening up you know we started getting like okay this part can work but this didn't work you uh -huh. know so we were able to readjust and put things together so when it took off you know yeah uh, that's cool man i ain't gonna lie Man, Dan, you know, you see me how I was <laughs> doing stuff, man. I mean, like, oh, man, I don't know. And, um, you know, so it's when it's, as, as time went on, we just started learning and learning. Right. And it, it made me realize how to be an owner. Sure. I got you. Yeah, it, it's definitely a different experience being an employee, even like a executive type person versus being like the owner, like the buck stops here, like the man, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I mean, at the end of the day, you're responsible for everybody else that works with you, everybody that gets on one of your vehicles, everybody that anything, I mean, like it all, it all roads lead mm -hmm. back to you. That's, that's not exactly, I say it all the time, as far as entrepreneurs go, like, like people don't necessarily understand when they jump into that, that like they're responsible for everything. <laughs> everything. Right. Everything. I mean, I even got phone calls at all. <laughs> we going down the street and they called me, or well, they called a company, mm -hmm. and uh, I just seen one of y'all party buses, and y'all going too slow. <laughs> and, you know, so <laughs> I'm going to call the corporate on you. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so we have, then we got it. Where we, then we got it where we just have an automatic, we call it, we reject right. it, and there's an automatic text that comes to you. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry that we are busy. We'll get back to you as soon as right, we can. Right. Sure, yeah, and yeah. We don't have a voicemail set up, so I'm thank goodness on that one because don't tell <laughs> what we're here. Ah, fair enough, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty good though. <laughs> Going it's, too slow, jeez. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I mean, what do you got people back there moving around? You know, so mm -hmm. it's um. What do you can't be going fast? Right. Well, know, only so, in Nashville yeah. would somebody it's complain about extreme. that. Oh yeah, and <laughs> a lot of it's uh, people that don't even hardly go down there and have a good time. You know. Yeah, yeah. And I. I people all the time just just give me a chance uh this company a chance to touch you that's it 
Sure, if yeah. I, if I can get you on a vehicle and show you the how much fun that we have and that mm-hmm. you have, you be like, you'll walk away and say, wow, that was fun. You know, and I, and I have gave away, I have gave away so many free rides for people in Nashville. Just, just come and get on my bus. You know, right? Just come and get on. And me and Tiffany are working, and and I, she goes to work at him, and you know, I do my little dancing. I can't right, do very right. much, but I can just go <laughs> like, yeah, you know, be like, hey, you know. Well, it's all about the energy of it, for sure. I mean, and you guys keep it, you know, well, especially too, I mean, that's initial stress that you guys were under. I mean, I, like, I can't even tell you the difference in just like the look on your face right now versus the look on your face when you had all of that weighing on you. Like, you can tell that it's like a, it's a lot to do, but there's this weight lifted of like, we're finally making money and we're doing stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I, I, you know, as you know, man, when we was going through the bill, man, you have this budget mm-hmm. start off right here right. And then like you know where your cut line is at right when you start that bill it's just a plane going straight down to the water you'd be like oh shit this ain't gonna make it <laughs> right, make right. It. oh crap you know mm-hmm. it's just where it's gonna cut i mean you know i go back home and i have to get back in the office and i'm like oh crap man what i'm gonna do and right so you lower your cut line and with the extreme when i lower my cut line mm-hmm. it just hit that cut line and it shot right back on off man and that was the best thing that ever happened and oh, it's yeah. good to see that you know see that happen you know that's it, just i i've just been really amazed with it sure yeah so, i mean it's not often that you're able to it's not often that the numbers work out so well you guys definitely you know i mean i would say there's a fair amount of luck and skill (laughs) involved in that you know but it's very unusual that you see uh, typically any kind of new business is going to be profitable for at least you know six months to a year depending on how much money they have to put in but i mean you guys are killing it man and it's not like you're expensive either that's the thing i mean you're you're accessible and affordable you're just doing a good job yeah you know, and, and the main thing was, uh, you know, with Tiffany, she was, uh, you know, because it was only four of us, you know, that built it, you know, right. and we had, you know, one guy, he had built buses before, and then you have myself, Tiffany, and uh, Pat, and, uh, you know, so we just all kind of like fed off him. There was a new build. It was new, everything was new mm-hmm. before. So when we got to certain points, I figured, I was there all the time and working nights. So let's do right. that part in there. So yeah. I never really <laughs> I never really got to sleep. And um, so everybody seen where people were strong and where people was kind of weak. But when sure. it got to certain parts of the bill, I kind of start seeing their eyes light up. Well, mm-hmm. Tiffany comes out all the time and she gets on the she's the you know computer guru right, gets right. on that. But when we got time to uh close to getting close to marketing she mm-hmm. was so itchy and she like can i go ahead and start can i go ahead and start i said well right, just right. just do a little bit of something and she sold the bus and it wasn't even built right right yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Wow. and because <laughs> she just started doing it you know right, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, this might be okay then you know yeah, yeah so, for real right like at yeah. least you know you're gonna have people on it once it's done yeah Oh yeah, I mean shoot man our first weekend out we was we had well, we had three bookings our first week. No, take that lot back. 
the very first people that got on, I did a special for the seniors mm-hmm. um, because they didn't have the, they didn't get to have nothing for school or nothing. Right and for prom, so I did right? A yeah, special yeah. With the, yeah. Seniors, so there was graduating, and we had a contest. Whoever shared or did the most uh, likes towards the company, um, that you know they they school would get the, a discount ride. And Overton won it, and each person had to pay five dollars and eighty-seven cents. That's cool, you know. And they <laughs> yeah. booked up, and we don't. I donated the fuel, and the driver donated his time. Right, right. And so, and it's only thing we want is you just get on social media, and it worked. Oh yeah, for it sure. Really worked. Yeah. The, the only reason I clarify about prom is like I know when you're talking about seniors who you're talking about because I was talking to you about you know when you were doing that. Yeah. But some people might think that you were like heading down to the senior center and playing bingo on the bus and <laughs> you know that kind <laughs> oh, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so. we talking about high school, man. Yeah, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Seniors can yeah, party too, man. School, I'm sure you yeah. get them in there from time to time, yeah. but you oh. know, but they oh. might just not oh, be the yeah, best man. at we, posting uh, on Instagram. <laughs> no, no, it was, um, we had um, two ladies, one was 85 and the other one was 82. Heck yeah. And that was one of my best rides. I and, believe it. Uh, you know, she had her family and her grandkids and, you know, they had kids, but she was out there just dancing, you know, we showed <laughs> her how to keep her legs apart, the balance. Mm-hmm. And she did a man. It was that was one of the best things. I took a picture with her and I had it framed up. I was That's like, cool, man, that man. Was, I just gave her a free hug, and she came back again. <laughs> And she rebooked. Yeah, so man. that's telling you something. That means your target demographic is from senior to senior. That's pretty cool. There you go, right there. <laughs> yeah, I can no work with that, man. Yeah, gotta give the um, early bird special. You know, the like two o'clock rides. The seniors get like ten percent off or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah. cool, man. Oh yeah, you have to, man. Oh, well, yeah. so how big is the fleet yeah. right now? Like, I know you guys have expanded into doing shuttle service too, but so how big overall are you guys working with right now? I been, uh, before I answer that one, you know, when we was going through the build, I always uh, wanted to do the shuttle because mm-hmm. Nashville is, is so congested. And even during the midst of the build, I'm like, shuttling is the thing to do, you know, and that's where mm-hmm. I really wanted to go to. Um, but I knew I had to get extreme going. So oh, once yeah. extreme took off, um, then I, I eventually like, let me go ahead and start doing the shuttling. And Extreme was able to help me um, get the finances for the National Shuttle. Sure. Uh, right now we got um, we got the shuttle has got two buses, and and next week I'm giving your listeners the the sneak- scoop. Yeah, yeah. So next week we're going and next week we're going to add to the babies. Okay. Uh, so we're going to have three shuttles, and then That's cool. Uh, Probably in the year we'll add another we we'll add another band to it. So cool, man. Um, I don't know cool. how big the shuttle's gonna get, um, but I do know we got uh three we won't have three shuttles. That's really cool, man. That's good stuff. Yeah. It's a so what got you into transportation in the first place? Like how how did you find, you know, because I mean, I've, like everybody out there for the most part drives a car, that kind of thing. But but it takes something extra to really want to dive into the to, to especially like the, the, you know, CDLs and all this other kind of stuff, you know, I mean, much higher mm-hmm. levels of accountability. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, what what, what inspires somebody like yourself, the um, budding entrepreneur, as it were, <laughs> to, to go in the transportation route as opposed to doing something different? 
Well, this is all I've been doing, you know, Dan, when I got out of the military, that's just all I've been doing is driving. I've been fascinated with driving since I was young, you know, and I did uh, over 17 years in the military, and then I got out and I got in transportation, and so mm-hmm. um, I was with my last outfit for almost 20 years, and, and then, uh, and I was still working part-time doing other things. Yes, I was home every night, and gotcha. you know, I stayed local, Right. but uh, yeah, it was just, uh, I was just wanted to be around, I'm a people person. And yeah, I yeah. like to be around people. I love to have fun. Um, I, you know, of course I drink sometimes, but I don't really have to have no no uh, cocktails or nothing like that. Right, right, yeah. I just like to watch people have fun and then I'm acting a fool with them, you know? I'm not gonna say <laughs> in a bad food, bad oh, way. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. I like to have fun with them, you know? Right. So, but transportation is always, that's, that is my field and that's what I know. And I know okay. transportation like the back of my hand. Well, what kind of experience did you have in the military then? Were, were you in like transportation in the military nah. as well? Nah, nah. Uh, in the military, we used to call it the grunt. And then I, I went to ranger school and then I got into, uh, you know, with the rangers and uh, cool. I got the airborne, air assault, pathfinder. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of other stuff, the heart, yeah, yeah. gun whole stuff, and, mm-hmm. and and then I just got where the military was beginning to change, and uh, and, uh, and I just didn't. It was I was in the old army, and then here come the new army, and I didn't like it, so sure. I could have stayed three about three and a half more years. I could have retired, but then right. I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and go. Sure. So it was it was good to me, and I was good to it, but it was just time to depart ways. I got you. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, you know, one thing we're going to be doing, um, we're we're going to start in the next uh, few months where we're actually going to have different roundtable discussions with different guests, like where, say, four or five or six guests all come on the, the show at one time. Yeah. And, um, and one of the ones we want to do is like a military roundtable, just to kind of talk about the experience of, you know, oh. being in the military, the goods, the bads, the crazies, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Um, my brother-in-law was an enlisted guy in the Air Force back in the day. And, you know, he'll talk about, you know, throwing M80s down the uh, porta potty, you know. <laughs> exhaust that kind of stuff you know um of course not when officers were in there just when it was the other enlisted guys but uh like apparently when you're um when when you're on maneuvers you know better than to use the porta potty if you're enlisted because you know bad things happen um but yeah so (laughs) we're gonna have a military roundtable we'd love to have you come and um participate in too if you're interested that'd be fun oh yeah oh yeah i like to get around and talk about that man yeah yeah man that'd be cool the, um, a lot of crazy stuff oh yeah for sure my um it's funny my brother-in-law and then my uncle actually were in the same unit in the air force um they were both flight crew for a special operations unit and um they would be the ones like on the plane who would come pick up the rangers and take them wherever they were going you know mm-hmm. and um they and at, being on flight crew they both had to do survival school and so they both got funny stories from survival school of course pow training and everything oh, else yeah. but um my, my brother-in-law had to do it in washington in the winter when the snow was really you know really high and and you know bitter cold and all this stuff and then my uncle did it and i don't remember where exactly but it was um like it was during the summer it was nice and and calm and you know they were fishing and picking apples and all this other stuff and it just um the difference between those two experiences just cracks me up just because they were there for the same thing but did not have it all the same experience <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um you know i did i did my um uh survival training over in germany 
Oh, wow. wow okay. Flicking. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. We did it up in Wild Flicking, man. And that was, uh, that was pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, you know, they just set you out there and you give you a map and you get your mm -hmm. compass and everything. And, you know, you have to go and find your next destination. And then uh, sometimes, you know, if you mess around and get lost, you know, you don't miss a meal. Right, <laughs> so right, exactly. You have to yeah. About that. Yeah. But and then, you know, and, and Malaysian tracking school was pretty good too, where you teach you how to track and um, track enemy down, and you know, um, you see brown and stuff. You have to kind of go through it and see how they eat, the how they eating and everything, mm -hmm. uh, and tell what they're eating, and so. That, that was a, that was a good experience too. But Ranger School was the hardest thing that I could I ever been through. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, that and, sure. yeah, that was. I mean, I know like Army Rangers have been in the you know like you know movies and different things like that. But I, I mean, no joke. I mean, the Army Rangers are one of the most elite fighting forces you know anywhere in the world. I mean, they're they're top top notch guys. So to be able to have gone through all of that and to be part of that unit, I mean, that's a you know that's a badge of honor greater than <laughs> you know than most people could ever imagine. You know, I've I was never in the military myself, but I do. Um, you know, nine eleven happened the day before my eighteenth birthday. I grew up in Clarksville right there on post. And I have a lot oh, yeah. of friends that have gone and done all sorts of stuff. I used to actually do t-shirts and hats and stuff like that, like with the air assault school and some of the different oh, yeah. um, groups in the 101st. Um, so even though I am not a military person myself, I've got a lot of family and have seen it very much up close. And there are only a few groups like that, that when, the, you know, when the whispers go around, I'm like, oh, that's a ranger, that's a ranger. You know, there are only a few groups like that, that even the rest of the military folks, they straighten up and they make sure to show the proper respect to, you know, and the rangers are definitely one of them. Oh, yeah, you got your ranger, your, your Delta Force, you really don't know who they are, but they right. talk about it. Uh, you got your Delta Force, the Marine Recon, <clears throat> Special uh, you got special force, and then, of course, uh, you got your Navy SEALs. They are right. with the Delta Force area. And uh, uh, then you got your Rangers. The Rangers mm -hmm. are more of a quick reaction. They, you get in, you get out. And they sure. can survive off their backpack for a couple of days because they just, they're going to hit you for a couple of days, and then they, they don't pull it out. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then you have your regular infantry. If there's going to be something going on longer, then your regular ground infantry will come in and the Rangers will pull them out. Right. But just right. to get in, do the mission and get out. But yeah. Right. And then all that, all that training right there that I have done, it, it prepared me for business. Um, oh, so, yeah. You know, not to panic. Just stay with the mission. And I teach it and I teacher but i preach it all the time stay mm -hmm. with the mission stay with the mission and i keep right. saying they like okay we stay with the mission stay with the mission stay on plan right. you know this is our plan just stay with it it was it's gonna be okay and sometimes i'll be up there like oh man i got a mission i gotta remember stay with the mission right so stay with it we got the plan and 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 just doing Having that type of training, man, it really prepared me for a lot. Like I said, business is ruthless, though. Mm -hmm. It's it's a it's a doggy dog down there. Oh yeah, man. So now it makes a lot of sense, though. Um, 
you know, I, that's one thing I've like, I've got a 17 year old son who I've been talking to recently about like, Hey, have you considered the military seriously? You know, like yeah. there's, there's, a, um, you know, he, he doesn't particularly have any program that looks particularly interesting college wise and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, look, mm-hmm. you know, the, the military is a good way to be able to get out, see the world, you know, kind of mm-hmm. learn to become your own person, but also like job skills, <laughs> you know, like, like you learn how to be able to function in society by being part of that machine, you know, you, it, it creates, you know, success because it's proven and time tested and, you know, and who knows, I mean, maybe you're really good at it and you, <laughs> you know, you know, become the next command sergeant major of a you know post or whatever else but it's um it's something that i wouldn't i know recruiting numbers and all that kind of stuff are very much down nowadays over what they've ever been but i always you know talk to folks if if you know i'm talking to a teenager or whatever like i said with my kid i always you know kind of say like well you know the military is a good option you know it doesn't just mean you know running along with a rifle it means you know you could be an engineer you could be a uh you know, like a a nuclear physicist, you could be, you know, you could be a pilot, you could be, you know, I mean, you could drive trucks, you could, you know, you like big Humvees, you could drive them all day, you know, from one place to another. And it's like, there's a lot of stuff about the military that people don't seem to know, just because either they've never stopped to think about it, or they've never been told. But I mean, it's a I mean, you got to give a lot of credit where it's can, where it, you know, they know what they're doing, man. And they've got a role for just about everybody, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to look at it like this military is this own own thing because you mm-hmm. can go to, you can go to a post and you can, if you just say, if you couldn't go outside of the post, like Fort Campbell, I was there yeah, yeah. too, you know, just like Fort Campbell is its own city. <laughs> It's a city within the city. Right. Every post is a city within a city. They got the hospital, they got food, they got the cooks, mechanics, they got mm-hmm. drivers. Everything that makes the world works, that's what makes the military work. It doesn't matter what you feel you go in, there's a job for that because the military has it. Right. I mean, when you see in a battalion, you when you have a battalion, Mm-hmm. And a battalion consists of uh, three or uh, four companies. Mm-hmm. And each company consists of four uh, squads. I mean, four platoons. And each platoon consists of four squads. And each squad consists of two man, uh, four man teams. Mm-hmm. So when you break it down, you have thousands. And all of that has to work. You got to move it. You got to feed it. You got right. to, when stuff break down, you got to fix it. Mm-hmm. Everything is so much. It's just all in one. And it teaches you to learn how to adjust. And military, the first thing they always just say, 0300, we leaving, or 0330, or 1630, or whatever. Mm-hmm. We leaving, be ready. All right, we right, ready. Right. We here, and we just sit there and wait. Well, right. We leaving. Well, plan, plan changed. You right. Know, you get a lot of that, but, <laughs> it teach you how to be prepared for the unknown. Mm-hmm. And that's and that is what I like to do with this business. It teaches it teaches us for the unknown. Because right. I don't know. And you know, I get a lot of stuff bounced off of me, and I'm like, well, I don't know, you know. But I rely on a team. It's a team. Mm-hmm. Right. And like military, you you are a team. You never leave one of your soldiers behind. Right. And so, and that's, and that's what we do here. 
we That's just, cool, we, we are a team, man. And we have to, we have to stay focused with it, you know? I got you. No, that, that's super cool, that? man. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, I mean, that's, it's just something else to, to think about all that. It's, a, uh, oh, it, it, it's just a, it's, it's this cool thing of, you know, we, um, you know, I know there's been talk in recent years of, uh, you know, for example, like when I was coming through school and, uh, you know, I, you're somewhere around my age, if I remember correctly, maybe a touch older, not a whole lot. But um, when I was coming up through school, it was all about, you know, well, everybody needs to go to college, everybody needs to go to universities, whatever. And and now we're in a situation where the 20 or 30 years of that that went on, we have nobody to be able to operate forklifts and we have nobody to be able to do mechanical jobs and different things like that except for the people that were like, Hey, I'm going to go into the military. I'm going to learn how to do something. And now they're coming out making $60 an hour doing, you know, these specialized things that nobody else knows how to do because we spent all these years saying, you know, Oh, we're, we're moving away from blue collar. Bull crap. We're moving away from blue collar, blue collar jobs. Those are going to be around for a long time. They're important. And the people that know how to do them well are the ones that were in something like, like the, the service, you know, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. Oh yeah. You know, and this, you can go in and, and, and get all types of training, man. And and it's depending on what do you want to get into? I, you know, I could have got into, um, of course, transportation. Uh, sure. Um, um, then I could have got in with uh, working with aircrafts, um, uh, all different types. But what the field I chose wasn't even on the 10 of my listing of jobs I could have got into. I asked for them. They're like, you want to do what? I'm like, yeah, I want to be a ranger. Like, Are you sure? Uh, yeah, I want to be a ranger. I was a hard, I was one of them hardcore guys, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I got my taste of it, and I'm like, ooh, man, I think I might have should have done something else, you know? When it's raining out there, water coming all up to your waist, and you mm-hmm. got to sleep out there for the night in it, and, you know, going through ranger school, uh, swamps, and Gators popping up everywhere, and I'm terrified of snakes, and they all over. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh man, but it, it it makes me tough. It makes you tougher, mm-hmm. you know. Like, hey, I could do this. Yeah, mind yeah. over matter. That's what we always say. The Rangers mind are kind of like the um, they're kind of like the postal service of the uh, of the army. You know that whole no whether rain nor sleet nor snow or whatever. I mean, you guys get out there and do it. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, hey, when you when you walk into a situation, man, you don't know what's going to happen. Sure, you know? and, that's true. If if you're going to come out alive, I mean, you just don't know when it's your last time. Mm-hmm. So training was very very crucial because I had to know if you was if you was a part of my team, mm-hmm. I had to know what Dan is thinking. What do right. he think? I can't have you thinking what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm in what we call the real world, I can't have you thinking like, yeah, I got to have you out here, you know, you rely on me and I rely on you to make us back home. You know, you do something that's, you, cause you're tired and then we lose a man because you were so tired Mm -hmm. and what, that was a failed mission. You failed your brother. 
Right. You just can't do that. And so that teaches everybody, hey, be tough. Hey, if you get tired, hey, let the man know, hey, I'm, I'm getting tired. Battle through it. Mind over matter. Just push it. Push. Can you hear it's, me? Yeah, yeah, I can. I'm just sitting no. thinking that, that that's heavy, man. I mean, it, it's true. You know, it's 100% oh, yeah. true, but it's heavy. I mean, you, you know, it's just it's a lot of stuff that's, uh, you know, the soldiers go through, well, during my era it was, you know, now, you know, some of the, the soldiers, some of them don't, don't, they want the prestige of it, but then don't want to put the work into it. You know, like I used to tell my soldiers all the time, I never asked you to sign up. You oh did yeah. Because you love this country. Right. I do it because I love this country. This is, I, I die for this country. And that's what you're doing. So that man that want to go to college, you going to die for him. Right. So make sure he goes to college. So make sure he has a good life to build our country up. You know, now we can we can come out of this two ways. We can go down or we can go in fighting and come out alive and feel good because you know you didn't pay for him to go to college, but you fought for him right. to go to college and not have to worry about the stuff that we're going through. Mm-hmm. And that is the now the people, the kids nowadays don't, some of them right. don't seem to understand that. You know, they want to walk down the street and put the BDUs on like everybody clap for them. Right, a real right. soldier, you don't do that. I don't want you to clap for anything. I know what I've done. As long as you're happy, I'll fought for you. That's all that counts. Yeah, yeah. My, um, my brother-in-law and his dad were both in the Air Force. Um, his dad retired out from the Air Force after 20 years as an F4 crew chief and, um, you know, fixing airplanes and all that kind of fun stuff, um, went on to do other stuff, but he, um, he passed away last year during the middle of COVID. It, it wasn't COVID related, but it was during the middle of COVID. Um, he's, and there, um, he was up in East Tennessee, just outside of Johnson city. Mm-hmm. And, it, and of course he was going to be able to be buried at the, um, the military cemetery in Johnson city there. Um, but they weren't sure because of COVID if he was going to be able to receive full honors, um, you know, have the, uh, the, the standard, you know, the 21 gun salute, the rifle team, the, the, the folks to come out and, and, you know, with the flag ceremony and everything and, um, mm-hmm. you know, to play, you know, bugle or to play taps, the whole nine. Um, mm-hmm. We weren't sure literally until we rolled up to the cemetery um, for the graveside service that if anybody was going to be able to be there. And it was a really, I've seen military funerals before, but not quite like that. You know, I mean, this was a guy who was a, if I remember correctly, an E8, you know, I mean, definitely a career Air Force guy that retired and it was um you know the the folks in the um in, in the burial you know unit they didn't have any kind of rank insignias on they didn't have their name plates on um they just were there in dress blues and um you know and they even uh I think my sister asked like well why don't you guys have your rank and name and stuff on after the fact because they, they managed to pull it together they they got there the the whole he got the full honors <laughs> when they buried him yeah. and um and and they said like well we're not here for us you know we're here and represent you know to represent the air force mm-hmm. we're here for the we're here for the you know for the branch and we're, we're 
you know, we're here to show solidarity with our brother who passed away. We're not here on behalf of ourselves. So we don't want to draw any attention away, you know, that kind of thing. And it was just the most, it's yeah. given me chills thinking about now, man. I mean, we were all crying. It was just, it, I mean, it's one of those things where I think most people who don't have a or haven't been in the military or aren't close to military people don't necessarily realize how important that stuff is, you know, but like you said, I mean, you've got somebody who's out there that's putting their life on the line, um, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing, who is taking care of everybody around them and themselves and is putting their life on the line for something that they believe in that's greater than themselves you know and and for all of us that are back here mm -hmm. you know it gives us you the know, freedom to be able to yeah mm -hmm. and, and that's and that's what it's all about you know it's just i don't believe in all the other stuff uh, mm -hmm. you know being about me 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 or, sure you know it, it's just I, if you want to do something like that then you go be a pro player or whatever sure. and then make it make it about you mm -hmm. it's about this country it's about this country and uh, telemarket. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure your uh, your your party bus. They want to contact you about its extended warranty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's the the shuttle side phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. They I got the you. shuttle phone and uh, be already. Uh, well, yeah, your vehicle have a warranty uh, that's about ready to go out. I'm like, okay, you know, I just you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, I got you. But I, hey, I'm gonna tell you one funny story though. There's um, sure, this sure. just uh, yesterday, or at least I thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> uh, so I was coming out of Broadway, I mean, coming out from downtown, going to the airport to drop off, um, yeah, yeah. you know, a group that we've been hauling around the whole time while I was mm -hmm. here. It was out of New Jersey. And um, so I tried to make a turn, you know, of course, down on um, Broadway or Lafayette Street, don't mm -hmm. nobody want to let you do nothing. No. You know, it's time to make a turn or whatsoever cut in front of you. And so I just kind of bogeyed my way in. So it was okay. So I'm in the turning lane to make a right turn. Mm -hmm. She whips out behind me and goes in a far lane that's supposed to be going straight. So I'm going over and getting into the left lane. She gets mm -hmm. mad, come back around. And I, I just looked over at her, you know, and she was already going, I didn't think nothing else about it. And sure. so I got almost to the airport, the phone rings, of course I rejected. And then so I called the number back and mm -hmm. she was like, uh, I'm here to report a driver almost wrecked me. And I said, oh, well, I said, I'm, I'm sorry about that, man. I said, what happened? Was it you? I said, no, I was across town, you know, <laughs> in another vehicle. Right, right. <laughs> I saw, and then I said, well, can I help out with the situation? And she was like, no, I'm going to just call corporate. And I was there thinking, I wish it was a corporate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Dude, you you totally need another number that just like loops the same IVR no matter what I mean, button I they press. That. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> You oh, know, yeah. I, I wish it was Corbin. Yeah, for real, man. You know, it is. That's one thing that bothers me in today's world. It kind of goes to the same thing, like you're saying about, uh, you know, you get in. It, 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 
I, I guess every generation is probably guilty of thinking like the, the newer ones coming up are like more cavalier and not really paying as much attention to the things that we deemed important, you know, but it is something that's frustrating when you see people out there who are acting like idiots like that, and then they're going to call and complain like, you know, like they didn't do something wrong. Like it's just personal accountability yeah. doesn't seem to be something that exists much anymore, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and I, and I say and I say this all the time, even the people, you know, that I'll be driving in the shuttle with, mm-hmm. you know, we as we as people don't know how to have fun no more. True. And, and so it's just like that is reason, you know, how extreme it is mm-hmm. uh, even the, the national shuttle. We love to have fun. I mean, you may have a bad day. I have had plenty of bad days. Oh, yeah. When I get around people or when I get around my staff, I don't have bad days unless they do something I don't like, man. I'm going to just show my, hey, I'm a, hey, it ain't the correct way to do that. Right. Whatever day I had over here, I don't bring it over to my next place or my next people who I'm seeing and right. we as people don't know how to have fun laugh right now you can't really touch no one you can't right. really get close and lord have right. knows don't sneeze right oh, now, oh right. he sneezed he <laughs> coughed you know so we I like to have fun and that's what this extreme and the natural mm-hmm. show is about let's have fun let's laugh yeah, you know, yeah. Laugh and, and joke, and you can still when it's all over and said done. Mm. You're like, man, that was just fun. Yeah, you know? yeah. and you, you can that that's that's you can do. You just bring the 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 kindness back to people. We don't know how to be kind mm. no more. It's true. Open the door for a guy. Uh, you know, I don't even know he. I don't even know this guy. Right. Hey, brother, how you doing? Oh, how you doing, sir? Yes, sir. And it, it can be a young kid. It right. can be a young kid, a teammate. Yes, sir. No, sir. And that's where I would talk to him. Sure. Hey, sir, what's going on? He didn't look at me like, oh, my right, sir. right, right. I'm, I'm giving you your name is sir. You know, right. You're, you're, be, mm-hmm. you're affording yeah. respect to somebody who yes. hasn't shown yes. that they don't deserve it. Yeah. Yes. And, I get and, it. You know, we don't we don't do that no more. We we just don't right. do that no more. It's just no, it's I agree. Of, it makes you think where are we heading? You know? And and when you get on with the extreme and the natural shuttle, and I tell them everybody that gets on the shuttle bus or a shuttle van, and even Mr. John do too, that's my other driver, he'd be mm-hmm. like, We here to have fun. And if you ain't having fun, then you know, we'll make jokes because a lot of them don't know I own the stuff. And I'll be like, I'm gonna get fired. Right, right. The shuttle bus has a powerful sound system in there too. And I, I'm like, hey, y'all, you know, y'all Bluetooth in, and then uh, you, um, I'm gonna turn this thing up, not max, but I'm gonna turn it up pretty loud, (laughs) and then you control the volume. So if you want back in and just talk, you can. But if you want to crump, you gonna see me (laughs) on right. Oh yeah, you know. (laughs) And then they go like the driver feeling good. Right, right, yeah. I'm still looking at the road, but I'm like beeping my head, you know, boom. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, because like you said, I mean, that's the mission, right? Like that's the mission. 
that that's what comes first that's the mission you accomplish the mission yes. <laughs> you know which is yeah, yeah. it's so and, cool by the time they get to it you know i, I drop them off that extreme um, by the time they get to extreme they all feeling good and stuff right, and, you right. know, they get the drink back there and stuff and you know we if they want to talk we talk but sure you know i'll be like you know, whoever birthday I see them back there, kind of dancing between the seat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you do a lot of birthdays, and you mm-hmm. know, it's your birthday, go. You right, know, right, right. Pumped up, man. <laughs> I do this all. I do this all day, twelve hours a day plus. You know, even when I'm on extreme driving, you know, people ask just the number one question: Do y'all ever get tired? <laughs> yes, we get tired. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. But. I'm going to give you, or the staff and myself, or whoever's working the bus, going to give you 1,000% of them. I right. don't care how tired they are. Mm-hmm. You're going to give that customer 1,000%. They should never, ever know that you're tired. And what right. does that ever, uh, go back to in the military? You got to stay mind over matter. No matter mm-hmm. how tired you give, you push on. Right. And that's the way I preach to them and come at yeah, them. Yeah. We push on. And then they'd be like, "Oh hell, we in boot camp." <laughs> <laughs> so. That makes me actually. We need to talk after this. After we get off the air, I've got a uh, I've got a promotional idea that I should run by you. <laughs> that oh, you yeah. guys could do, <laughs> but uh, you know, don't want to give away too many trade secrets before everything <laughs> kicks up. You know, oh, it's so. You know, I, I talk about on every podcast, yeah. again, this is, it's the power of weird, right? And it's all about folks that march to the beat of a different drum and live their best lives because of it. And and I have to say that as far as unique stories go, you know, um, former army ranger, you know, initiates the mission fun <laughs> party bus situation. I mean, like, that's a pretty unique story, man. That's pretty yeah. cool, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's well, not, yeah. yeah, that's not what you would expect to hear, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know, it's it's just my life has has been um has been a uh, a spiral up and down and stuff, and like everyone else's life, but sure. my story is uh very unique. Um, mm-hmm. um it's it's some stuff that ha- happened to me uh from the military uh after getting out, I struggle um mm-hmm. to the civilian world. Yeah, and, yeah. And um I was raised by my grandma and uh, my grandma passed back in 2001. And um, I, I, my, my world started going down and um, I was married, had kids and I lost my wife, you know, cause I started doing other things. And cause my grandma was my heart. And um, that's when you ripped that out of me you know, when she passed, that ripped a lot out of me. When they yeah. buried her, it felt like I, I was buried right there with her. I lost everything. And then when I say I lost everything, I was down here in Nashville sleeping, you know, where I could sleep at. Yeah. And and when I say homeless, I was homeless. Yeah. Um, I, You probably wouldn't, if you talked to me, I didn't dress dirty or nothing like that. I know sure. how to survive to keep myself clean. Right. But I was a function. I was a functional homeless guy. Yeah. And someone gave me a chance. Someone gave me a chance, man. And there's a person I didn't even know, brother, gave me a chance and seen some good in me. I never used drugs. And seen some good in me and gave, lift me up. Just like, hey, 
go to this person and talk mm-hmm. to this person right here. And I live, I had a license, you know, and they, and I'm gonna call them and I want them to give you a chance. They did and got me going and stuff. So then, uh, of course, I got fired, you know, and so they, they stayed with me. And so I was riding around, I had my last $50 and I knew I had to uh, give me something from McDonald's that was the dollar menu. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a long story short, you know, so I asked another driver, I said, uh, hey, man, y'all hiring over there. It was, ex- it was Conway at the time. And uh, he said, yeah, they looking for a driver. So I went over, I applied for it. And I kept calling and kept calling, you know, trying to get, you know, right. interviews. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I kept calling every day, every day. So I changed my time up because they got really up. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, when they gave me my second interview, they said, we'll call you Monday. This was on a Friday. I said, you don't understand. And I said, you seen that teal car? I mean, uh, not teal, but that maroon car at Honda Court out there at the back of y'all fence? Like, yeah. We were wondering who it was. Well, I swear I've been sleeping at. I said, I really want this job. But I guarantee if you hire me, I will work to the day I die or to the day you fire me. I promise you that. And they gave me a room up at Drake's Motel on um, uh, Murphy Road. Heck Drug yeah. It, yeah. It's a prostitute, but I didn't, I had a place to sleep. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. That weekend. And I got going, and there's a place in uh, Clarksville that gave me an apartment, gave me a chance. But once I got going, they brought me back in five years later, and I thought I was getting fired. I'm like, oh, oh man, get fired again. I don't know what I'm doing. Right, but right. But you know what they told me? You have done everything and plus some uh, what you told us you were going to do with your interview. I worked six days a week. Whenever they called, I was right. there. And that was, that was a big milestone for me. And I stayed with them all the way until June of this year. Then I, uh, I had sure. to quit. Uh, to go full time, well, right, right, myself. yeah. But yeah, it's just a it's a process with me, and you know, as one one thing I want your you know your fans and your listeners to know is, I'm very big on homeless. I'm very mm-hmm. big with kids going back to school and feeding the homeless. That is one of the biggest proudest thing is ever that I can ever do. And I get so excited when I'm, uh, I'm, able, I'm able to do that. But then last year I bought the Extreme in and I've been doing it by myself for, you know, 19 years. You yeah, know? Yeah. So I bought the Extreme in and showed them what I do because nobody never knew my whole situation. Right. And they seen that, just see people who are bought in, let them come in and do this. We was able to serve 146 meals I was there to serve out 180 pairs of socks. You know, uh, we did uh, 50 pairs of gloves. And this That's is awesome. all that came out from, you know, right, the extreme right. and myself, mm-hmm. because this is my passion. It's hard, you know, like I have, I've seen in my own family, different sides of it all. Like my grandmother, who, um, wasn't even actually my biological grandmother, if you can imagine that. Like they took my dad in when he was abandoned as a baby. And um, even though I know his like biological parents, they became a part of his life later. Uh, my grandmother's the person, or the person I consider my grandmother's who's raised my dad, who was already like in her mid forties or fifties when she was born in 1903, <laughs> you know, like OG oh, wow, yeah. old school. Yeah. And so um, my grandmother would make us stop the car when we would take her places 
was when I was a kid, already like well into her 80s at this point, because if there was somebody on the side of the road, she would empty out her wallet every time and she would make you stop. And this is a little old lady who at this point had bright white hair, four foot nothing, (laughs) you know, sweetest person in the world. My mom always joked, Mother Teresa's evil twin, you know, and uh, (laughs) but she but she would make you stop the car like regardless, she would make you stop the car and she would there was somebody that escaped from like a, a, a jail or prison nearby and we were talking to her on the phone one time she's like well, well and my mom's like well if they oh, come no. up to on the porch like don't let them in you know don't she's like well I might not let them in but I'll give them some food I'll hand them some food out the yeah. door she was like I'll put the rifle out the door and say now you stay right there while I get you some food but don't you come in here <laughs> you know <laughs> and but and then on the flip side like my mom is somebody who worked for the state for a long time who worked with seniors and people to help them get insurance and different things like that she's one of those people who you know like what people would refer to and say you know this person's in this situation can you help them find help that kind of thing and she would do that in her career but she's always you know she'll stop and like give food and bottles of water and things like that if she sees somebody but she never gives money because she worked in alcohol and drug rehab for a while and you know thinks that everybody's gonna spend money on drugs which is entirely possible you know and so it's 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 great like i've seen on both sides of that with different people that that do care you know And, and but it's it's all about we lost somewhere i feel like in our country we lost the thing of we're all people we're all human beings we're all americans even you know and and if somebody's down and out man like it's not the it might inconvenience you you might be five minutes late to an appointment you might whatever but um it's you know how would you feel if you were on the flip side of that would you want somebody to stop and help you out you know um, that kind of, and it just it seems like we've lost that and so to know that somebody's out there doing that and also taking a business that like you said like it's mission fun man I mean you're making it happen for people but utilizing some of that revenue to be able to impact the lives of other people in a different way even is something that not everybody does and it should be recognized and celebrated for sure uh, not because you do it to be recognized, but because more people should do it, <laughs> you yeah. know, to not be recognized. And, you know, and, it's, it, and and that's one thing I always kept it hidden because, you know, you get a lot of people now, really now, oh, I'll come and help feeding, um, feeding the homeless. No, your intention's right. not good. Because right. I don't want people to come, I don't allow one video to, to, uh, to be taken, and that's because we put it together with the social media mm-hmm. of the company yeah. and of they had to talk me into doing that at one one good time right. and so um just to show them hey we do care here and i it took me the longest and i knew they was taking pictures and i knew them and i'm like do not market it and it took it took right. a while and then they, they finally kind of broke you know broke through it was like okay right Go ahead and do that. And they put a nice video together, but that was it. I mean, I didn't want people that I had working with me uh, doing that, taking pictures and posting out. I did right. with the homeless. I'm like, no, I don't want that because right. you don't have to be recognized. But you know you've done it. They right. know we've done it. And even now, Dan, even now, the homeless guys, I was down there with a lot of them. 
They mm-hmm. walk up, they'll come up, they see the extreme bus come, they know they come to the back window, and as soon as they start walking towards the back window, they already have a bottle of water and a bag of chips waiting for them. See, that's if, something. If that yeah. bus do not give them bottle of water or a bag of chips or I bought tons of snacks. They yeah, drive yeah. a bunch of them in there. And if they, if I ever see them get rid of, uh, not uh, give them some water or some right. chips, then they're going to have to hear my mouth. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just give a man some water and some right. chips, and he's your best friend. That's true. And when they, and when you, when they, when you ride past them, they just, that's extreme. Right, right, right. right yeah. That because they know who's behind it, but they know also, was there with them, I just, I had a good break and I was able to get away mm-hmm. from that. A lot of them is not going to get away from that. Right. But they want to have people who they can just talk to. I know they lying to me, but I go down there and I sit right. and talk. Or on, on Saturdays, if I'm not busy, I tell my girlfriend, I say, I'm going to go have a breakfast with somebody. She sure. said, okay, make it, make it, I hope it's somebody really good. She knows <laughs> I'm going to have breakfast with a homeless. Sure. And I just pick up a random, feed them, talk to them, right. and then I usually give them a gift card to buy food afterwards. Yeah. See, that's just, yeah. <sighs> you know, the marketing people like like Tiffany, for example, and myself, you know, it, it's, um, there are some of us who would be very unscrupulous and say, let's just use this to promote business. But there are also the ones of us that say, like, by showing the good works that you're doing, you can inspire others to do the same. You know what I mean? And I know that's a hard oh, yeah. line to walk because you don't want to, oh, yeah. you know, I understand not wanting to commercialize something like that. Like you're doing something good for your soul. It's not for your business. It's just because you, you can, so you want to. Yeah. Um, it, there's, see, yeah. I was just talking about this earlier, man. I, I, there's a parable that I'm a fan of that I try to live my life by, which I think that you're probably the same way um, of the, where this, there's this old guy walking down the beach the day after uh, the morning after like a big uh, hurricane. Right. And he's when, when he ever comes mm-hmm. across a uh, starfish, he picks it up and throws it back in the ocean. And there's a bunch of them. They're all beached up on the, on the shore, you know? And so this young guy comes up to him and is like, Hey, old man, what are you doing? Like, there's look at all these, there's no, way you can make a difference you know doing this like why are you doing it why are you wasting your time and the old guy just walks up to the next starfish picks it up throws it in the water he says it made a difference to that one (laughs) you know and that's one of those you know i try to live by that and i know you know that that's the same kind of thing of like you know i'm sure there are a lot of people who are like well what does it matter if you help one person or two people or whatever when there's this big problem but the way that big problems go away is that we small solutions one, one at, at a time. time right exactly so it's, mm-hmm. if you can do it one at a time if, if 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 whatever i do if i'm just able to save we'll say i touch thousands of people mm-hmm. if i'm able to save three of you okay that's three that was lost and now right. they found you know now they can go back out maybe they touch five right he he, he touches five and, and his five people that he touched out of all the people, they made say 10. So it trickles on mm-hmm. down. Right. And then we, and you just don't, it starts at one and mm-hmm. then it multiplies. So if you have $1 and I save it and then I work again and I get $5. Right. How many dollars does that make you have? You got That's $6. True. 
And so you just, everybody, now kids saying, oh, I want a boatload of money, okay? But you got to work for that $1. Millionaires, what they do, they get one million. They trying to see how they can get their next million. That's true. They want their next million and the next million. Mm -hmm. I want to be, if I want to be a millionaire, I got to start right here and then work my way I may not even know, I may not even make it, but I got to try. Yeah. And that's everything you got to do. You got to take a little sum and try and make it work. Mm-hmm. One starfish, uh, right? That starfish go produce starfish. Right, exactly. And then multiplies. One homeless guy, two homeless mm-hmm. guys, he's going to take it and go pull up some more homeless guys. Right. You know? So it, it, it's, it's, it'll work, but we as people got to, uh, I ain't gonna say we got to, but we need to care. You know, we mm-hmm. need to care about one another. I don't care what you are, what nationality you are, right. what religion you are. It's just you're human. Right. Let's just show love. Oh, I agree. And man. ain't nothing but love. I am. Um, show love. I seem to be talking about these guys a lot lately, but um, I have some clients of mine. Uh, actually, the, the ones I mentioned to you the other day, they do the haunted house every year. Yeah. Um, amazing people. Um, it's, it's a, a married couple that own this martial arts school. They're, they're some of my dearest friends in the world. They are the stark opposites of me when it comes to a lot of different kind of philosophical, political, religion type things you know but the thing that we come to the middle on yeah. and that we really the, the thing that the respect that we have for each other is built on is that these are just good human beings man they're the type of people that they're going they yeah. they see what they do not only as a way to provide for their family but as a way to provide for their community they have yeah. an after school program they take care of kids that you know their parents have to work later they they teach discipline and structure through the martial arts program they have they have scholarships for you know folks that aren't able to necessarily meet you know the 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 regular pricing and even their regular pricing is very affordable compared to most places around and it's they really treat every single person that walks in the door like they want to be treated which is something that we just don't see anymore they are good Mm -hmm. to every single person no matter like you said no matter party affiliation no matter what color they are no matter what religion they are you know no matter how much of a big guy they are like i mean i know i'm a giant no matter how spindly somebody might be whatever (laughs) you know like it it doesn't matter to them they're just good human beings that care and love people and and it's um you know it's the same thing with yourself man where you're you're doing this and you're you know again it's it's the thing of every story is unique and exciting and different and you know again an arm a former army ranger that you know that that their professional life is you know we may not be having fun but everybody else is going to it's it's mission fun hopefully obviously you have fun too but then you're also turning around and with that same impression with that same set of wheels with that same drive you're making a difference for people one by one you know in a in the city that you live in that's important to you you're you're taking I have this conversation with my mom sometimes where she wants to fix big issues. And I say, well, what about the people who are fixing big issues on a smaller level, you know? And again, those, that one person that you gave a bottle of water to today, well, they might've died from dehydration because it's a hundred degrees outside, you know, and, and you were literally the saving grace that kept them going and being able to move forward. And whether you want to call that divine intervention or God's plan or, or just somebody, 
happy, being kind, you know, all of those things, depending on your background, probably would apply. But it's still one of those things where that makes so much of a difference. And, you know, it, it, and the whole thing, too, of everybody is somebody's baby. You just kept somebody's child alive. You know what I mean? You just made a difference for a family, not just a person. And, and that's something that, you know, everybody listening and everybody who's not listening, every, like everybody can take a lesson from that of, you know, it's not that hard to be able to go out of your way to be able to do something good for somebody. It's just not that difficult. No, and then it's not, man. And it's just just a little small something, you know. Mm-hmm. I, 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 my temper it used to be really quick. And um, some of the, my employees, they were like, you know what, just sitting here watching you grow up into an owner had just really been really fun. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, because you used to be quick, you know, to, ah, you know, because I, <laughs> I had that military with, and I right. still have it. Oh, sure. I sure. Yeah. They would never leave me. Mm-hmm. And my voice is very direct. And so, and then just see now, he's like, just see how you handle things now is totally different. Mm-hmm. And, and just, you, you know how to calm and then just, kind of take a bad situation and making it smooth. Right. All all of that has been, I have learned, I have learned that when you are kind to people, you can have a bad situation Mm -hmm. and they ready to curse you out everything. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, sir. Right. I understand. I said, I understand. And this is how I approach it. You know, when we have a, not a, uh, just say one of my customers didn't have a good ride. Mm-hmm. And they going up and of course you got the alcohol involved. And I'm like, right. you know what? I'm sorry. And sometimes I tell Tiffany, give her a refund. Tiffany be like, <laughs> like Scooby-Doo. Right. Give it to her. Right, no worries. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, hey, that's what it's like, though. Uh, I know I'm going to have to hear it later on, man. But, you know, but, but that, the person there be like, wow. And I tell everybody, I guarantee, I guarantee that you're going to have a good time. And if I don't, if you don't have a good time, what happened to my guarantee? Two weeks ago, mm-hmm. two weeks ago, um, the Nashville Shuttle, and extreme, extreme had we had a problem with extreme, so we had to try and get that fixed in route. So oh, wow. short is short enough, and so we overbooked on the Nashville shuttle, so we had to come back. And I, I was me, I ran late with her right there, and I'm like, oh my gosh! And then Tiffany was like, she really don't have a bad time with us, you know? Like, okay, mm-hmm. this one we. Were Refund her portion that money back. So we're gonna send her a bunch of extreme gear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we got one of our uh, uh, sponsors is um, is the karaoke mic. You know. Oh yeah, you know? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a, a crap load of them them uh, mics, and they express right. it. They like sixty dollars a mic. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Send her one and send this other girl one and mail it to them. And the gave of cups, koozies, and right, right. You know, a bunch of other stuff. And so she was like, 
well, you know, it, it was okay. No, it wasn't okay because I felt that we let you down. Right. But she went in and left a review and told us what we done. And people really flocked to that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do it for that. Right. I did just say, I'm sorry. But uh, she also, when she comes back to Nashville again, she gets a free ride and oh, I yeah. have on that party bus. Heck so, yeah. I done done to her. I don't. I, she probably got a few hundred dollars worth of. Sure. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's it's idea. I care. Mm-hmm. We care. We care about everything. Um, you know, me and Tiffany on on Tuesdays. Um, Tuesdays on Wednesday. Usually on Tuesday, we go down. We try to eat at all the different restaurants. So when people ask, yes, I ate there. Right. Yeah. Yes, give you my recommendation and uh dan was going down broadway man i ain't gonna lie i almost it, it almost made me cry i still get emotional with it but the dude uh was walking down broadway his rubber his soul was coming off both his shoes mm-hmm. and uh tiffany said you great give me your shoes ain't you and and i was i was debated and i mm-hmm. debated and i told her just go ahead and drive on I could not sleep last that night. I believe that, it. That truly bothered me. The next day I get up, I go down there looking for this one dude. Mm-hmm. And I have a pair of shoes. I was looking for this dude. I don't know what size he wear. Mm-hmm. But that that night, because I had a chance to turn a life around or give a, a person hope or something good, and I didn't do it. And that bothered me. And it's still, you can tell, it's still bothering yeah, me to this yeah. day. And I'm still looking for him. And if I, I, believe I know it, yeah. me, I, I see but if, if I ever can get down and, hey man, get it, if you don't mind riding with me, just, we'll just put our mask on, just ride with right. me. I'm going to straight to the store, buy you a brand new pair of shoes. Because I felt bad because I had some nice shoes on. Mm. I could have worn barefoot. I was just going home. Sure. And gave it to another man to help change his life. And that right there is just, I can't fix everybody. I'm of course still not, bro- yeah. I'm still a broke man, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I, that's what it's about, man. And I got you. we got to share these stories. And we got to not only just talk, but back Great. it up. Yeah, know? yeah, for sure. Well, that's, uh, man, I know how that is. I've, <laughs> my um one one of my uncles lives in nashville my mom's baby brother he's a professional musician um he's been self-employed now for 30 some odd years doing it he uh was pam tillis's tour leader back in the day if you know that name like you know he's been yeah. on tour a bunch of stuff he was on new year's rock and eve all this kind of stuff all, i remember like how cool is it to see him with dick clark <laughs> you know playing oh, bass yeah. or whatever you know <laughs> in la or whatever but you yeah. know we're, we were down there i think we went to uh spaghetti factory or something like that with him one time i was like 14 or 15 he doesn't remember this story happening so i'm assuming it's something that happens occasionally um but we passed uh-huh. a, a homeless fella on the side of the you know on the side of the street just just sitting there just not just had like a cup in his hand but wasn't asking anybody for anything just minding his own business you know and Mm -hmm. my uncle this was back in the days before really anybody was using like debit cards you know that was kind of still a new Mm -hmm. concept but you know my uncle 
you know, he's self-employed so that he doesn't always know where his income's coming from, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, being an independent musician, but he stopped and he probably had three or $400 cash on him that particular day. And my mom was like, what are you doing? And he stopped and he literally just emptied his pockets out into this guy's cup and just kept on walking. The, 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 the guy was like a kid. I mean, he was probably 19 or 20 just in there. who was homeless and he couldn't believe it. He was like, Oh, you know, Holy crap. And you know, and my uncle didn't think a second thought about it. And my mom's like, well, he'll just use that to buy drugs, you know, all this stuff. And, and my uncle just simply said like, you know, Hey, I can, he's like, you know, money's just money. I can get more of it if I need it. But right now he needs it more than I do, you know? And yeah. I just was that, that absolutely blew my mind because yeah. that that's one of those things where, I mean, that's not like, that's not like emptying your change jar out, man. I mean, that's a, you know, it, things like that don't happen. Things like that do happen, but, you know, we, but as a whole, we don't, you know, as a whole, as people, as, you know, human beings, we don't do that kind of stuff enough. And it doesn't have to be the hundreds of dollars from your pocket. It can be a bag of chips and a water or a pair of shoes or whatever the case may be. Oh, yeah. and, I mean, you don't have to be independently wealthy. You don't have to be a business owner. You don't have to be some sort of big financial planner. You know, you, you, it's you, just, got, you, you got to, you know, you just got to know what you can do to help someone else, man. And, right. And, and when you do, it makes you feel good. But, you know, I, I always, I love to do clothing, food, um, and then I do, I do gift cards. I don't do a lot yeah. of cash. Sure, um, sure. You know, and some of the now, now, you know, you see some of the people that like standing at the corner. Mm-hmm, you know, right. That that takes skill. True. You know, let me let me say that first. You stand there all day, standing straight up, holding mm-hmm. a sign, one for money. If you can stand there all day, then why you can't go work? Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, that's the way I see that. But when I see the people that's really downtown, they don't, they're not asking for no money. No, right. They, yeah. might, they might be doing whatever, picking up cans. And mm-hmm. and reason, and I'm going to picking up cans because I moved uh, in Nashville in 2000 and I think it was what, 2000. Four, 2004, I think somewhere right in there, 2004, 2005. Sure. And I even, you know, I used to, because I was staying in Clarksville, I stayed in Clarksville for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always come downtown to get my, my car washed, you know. Sure. And uh, so uh, this one dude, I always see him pushing a cart. And he'll be pulling the cart. So he'll have his cart and then he have a rope tied onto the second cart and he collected cans. Yeah, yeah. So one time I seen him and I had him, I knew he'd collect cans and I kind of seen him every Saturday. Right, I right. Had a lot of cans. I said, hey, my man, here you go. And then he went over and he had his little headphones on with his cassette mm-hmm. player and uh, he took the can. He was like, thank you. And that was all he said. Right, right. Yeah. So, I stopped at um um was this Church's Chicken um over on Broadway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. And um, so he pulls in, he walks right in, cuts the line, walks right in, they give him water. He gets his water, go back out, 
He sits down. He cleans his little table off with his wipes. Uh-huh. You know, cleans the table off. Then he sits there and drinks his water. I said, well, who is he? He said, we don't know. He just, he lives and collect cans and he comes in here where we give him water. Yeah, I said, yeah. does, he, does he ask for food? He said, no, sometimes we'll give him food, but he never, he don't ask for nothing. Right. I'm like, okay. I said, well, man, give me a big meal uh, to make it a, a three piece of full meal. Yeah, yeah. Give him him and uh, I want you to take it to him. So they walked out, give it to him, they pointed at me and he takes his cup. Right. I, I did it back. <laughs> he takes it, wipe his hand off, clean his assembly with right, his wife. Right, right. It's a food. And that right there, I used to see that dude all the time. I blow my horn, he kind of knows my, my vehicle and wave, and he right. kept on going. So not everybody's going to sit there and be just laying around or just begging. Right. That's you true. Know, a lot of homeless people that, that still try to work, but they just need a break. Right. And so when I see that, I always try and come in and like, hey, what can I do right. to help you like someone did to me? Right. And that's and you make it save them and you may not. But you know, like yourself, we got to we have to try. Right. Like your own, you got to try. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 with the extreme and the natural shuttle, this is what we do. We care about every customer. And I can almost when I see the names, if they repeat, mm-hmm. we are they've been on here before. Right. And then when they get on the bus and I'm on there or Timmy's on there or Pat is on there or Austin or Brandon may be working or whatsoever, they they gonna be like, Oh yeah, we know you. And they just love that because right. it's like we don't have thousands of people and we still know you. Right. And that's right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool, man. The um there was a book that I read in my early twenties. Um, I mention it in the little beginning part, the opening part of the podcast every time, but um it, it was by an author named Debbie Ford. And it was called The Secret of the Shadow. And and in this book, basically, she gets around to saying like most of the things that we're embarrassed about, the things that are unique about us, that oftentimes we consider kind of a hindrance. Like if we can shine a light on those and see those as strengths and not weaknesses, and be able to find a way to essentially use those as ingredients and the, our own recipe to kind of create the best of us dish and serve it up to the world. You know, if we can find what our talents are, if we find what our skills are, we find what makes us unique. And then we can take that mixture and take that unique approach and be able to bring it to make the world a better place. I feel like that's something that we all should be trying to do. You know, again, like you've mm-hmm. been able to take your experiences and you're making the world a better place. You're making it better for your customers. You're giving jobs to people who wouldn't necessarily have them otherwise you're you know taking care of you know the homeless population in nashville one person at a time i mean like that's that's the epitome of that right and um you know that's that's what i'm believe it or not that is what we're trying to do here too is trying to you know this is something i can do i can talk to people i know lots of really cool people that i think people need to hear from like yourself and you know being able to show the world that kindness and compassion aren't dead that people can be out there being themselves and making the world better and they don't have to 
be ashamed of it. They don't have to be embarrassed that they're different from somebody else or embarrassed that they feel a certain way, but they can make a positive impact in the world. And even if it's one person at a time, you're still making a positive impact, man. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that, that's what it's all about, man. And that's, that's the, that's, that's the, the crux of it all, you know? So as I wrap up every interview, um, I was, I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I was engaged for four and a half years um, when I first moved back to Tennessee to this amazing woman who um, passed away a few years ago. Um, her name was Jessica. She was, um, she was adopted as a kid and didn't really, she, she always felt kind of alone and isolated and that kind of stuff as a kid. So as an adult, she went to school, became a school counselor, and then served in an underprivileged elementary school where she tried to provide the security and love and, and support that she didn't get as a kid for the kids that she worked with. Um, mm-hmm. And so one of the things that she always liked, one quote that, she, that really resonated with her was one attributed to Gandhi, which is the be the change you want to see in the world. And, um, you know, and so in honor of her, I've kind of adopted a version of that. I close every podcast with a remember to be the weird you want to see in the world, which I feel is, you know, a nice little modern take on it. But also I ask the question of all of my guests, I say, you know, for you and your own individual weird and, and how you've done things and your uniqueness, what is the weird that you, Paris, want to see in the world? Um, I want to see people having fun again and love. Easy enough, man. (laughs) Poetically simple, but very apropos. Um, Yeah, that's that's what I want. That's cool, man. I just, it's not about money. It's not, I want to see fun and love. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And that's the best thing I can do. Dude, that's, that is one of the best answers I've gotten so far, man. That's legit. It's cool. Oh, man. So <laughs> flipping it around. Um, so if, if anybody wants to find you, if they want to reach out to Paris and whether it's just to say, you know, thanks for doing a good job around town, you're really killing it, or maybe they want to franchise your party bus program in their town, or maybe they're just coming to Nashville and they want to have a good time. How do people find you? Extreme Party Nashville at gmail.com. <laughs> and um, you can go to the shuttle at the uh, the Nashville shuttle at gmail.com. Um, you can call 615-710-5000. Um, Tiffany would answer the phone and just say, hey, I, I want to get a hold of Paris. And then she would, you know, bring it back over to me. Or you can call the Nashville shuttle phone. 615-710-2212. So it's a lot of ways you can get a hold to me. And I'm all about doing um, uh, good events. If you're doing something good in the city, I'm, I'm with you. And um, and if you want to try and collaborate on doing some business and stuff, there's um, and things that I do, uh, we can do that too. Um, I'm also looking for some sponsors too. So fair enough. Know, yeah. You know, some good sponsors out there. Um, my business ain't nothing but a big old billboard. It gets, <laughs> it gets seen by thousands. Very cool, man. Very, very cool. And that's true. He's got a beautiful, uh, well, multiple beautiful vehicles that really do stand out every time they're driving around and they're, they're um, all around it all the happening times. So um, still though, man. 
It's the color's teal. Metallic teal. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 gorgeous. It's a pretty the color, man. <laughs> Yeah, see, it ain't blue, it's teal. Fair enough, fair so enough, fair enough. Y'all see them teal, y'all see them teal buses running around the AS Paris. That's true, that's true. All right, well, thank you again to my guest today, Paris McKinney Jr. Um, wow. Definitely, a, a, like I said, a wonderful guy, a good human being, somebody that does a lot for his community and also the mastermind behind the um, Extreme Experience Party Bus Series and also the Nashville Shuttle. Again, um, all of his information will be linked down in the description below where you can reach out to him. Thanks again to Paris and we will see you guys next time on The Power of Weird. Thank you for listening to The Power of Weird. This episode was brought to you by the Rosemary Run novel series, published by Standards of Starlight Books. Follow the women of Rosemary Run, California, as they face the darkness hiding beneath their community's picturesque facade. Find more about the Rosemary Run series, as well as other Standards of Starlight novels, at standardsofstarlight.com or by following the link in the description below. Make sure to stay tuned for more of my story, as well as great interviews with amazing weird people. And remember, be the weird you want to see in the world. We'll see you next time on The Power of Weird. And one more thing. Don't forget to check us out over on Patreon for exclusive perks and content. You can get special shorts and clips, behind-the-scenes bonuses, a monthly AMA with me and some special guests. And don't forget that great feeling you get by helping an independent content creator make the world a better place. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.